You know I'm right. The podcast that uncovers the origin stories of some of the biggest names in entertainment, reality TV, sports, media, modeling, and so much more. Nick Durst here, and I'm very excited for the special guest today who is a model. He is a reality TV star. He's a music video star. This guy has done it all. Welcome to the show, Andrea Denver. Hey, Nick. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. And uh, I can't wait to chat together and have some fun. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. So obviously, you're Italian, so you know all about really good, fine food and everything like that. So we're going to start off with this. Love, Mary kill. Pizza, pasta, or chicken parmesan? Okay. <laughs> um, love, Mary kill, right? Yep. I I love pasta, but I'm gonna marry pizza, and of course I'm gonna kill parmigiana. <laughs> yeah. So for you here, you know, when you come to America and you're in New York versus when you're in Italy, the pizza is pretty different. So was it like an yeah. adjustment to you to try to you know adjust to this Americanized Italian food? Uh, so I gotta say, I gotta be honest with you. For the first few years, I guess it was the age and stuff. I didn't really, I wasn't really bothered by the difference. I could go to big chain fast food as well. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I can mention names, but like some chains and, you know, I still like appreciate it. I could still have like a New York slice pizza and, you know, I like it. But now I... <sighs> So hard for me i gotta the, the older i get the more stuff for me to have a pizza in the united states that's why i'm happy when i'm in new york because uh, there's like two three uh, spots that are like authentic italian pizza right and that's where i like to go even though if you talk to my uh castmate and good friend luke it would tell you that the best pizza in the world is the Minnesota pizza. Yeah, no I haven't tried, so I don't want to judge, but I doubt that. But I'm happy to try one day. Hopefully, I'm going to go to see him in, uh, in Minnesota one day, and I'll, I'll try this amazing pizza that he says is even better than the pizza that he had in Italy when he used to live there back in the day. <laughs> Maybe he thinks it's just so good because he's freezing in Minnesota. <laughs> just the warmth just makes it taste that much better. It makes sense. Let's see. But one day I'll try. I don't want to judge until I try. Yeah, that's that's the way to go for sure. So you grew up in Verona, Italy. So back in the day, little back then, Andrea Salerno growing up in Italy. Yeah. What was what was your town like? What was what was a uh, what was it like growing up there? Uh, I mean, I love my city. I always been a. I always love my city since I was a kid. You know, it's the city of Romeo and Juliet. It's like. Uh, pretty decent size uh city because like the actual city is like 300,000 people but the suburbs and the surrounding is like uh, around a million so it's not that small and uh plus you have like a bunch of other cities close by and I loved it you know it's uh you can walk everywhere uh you have everything because it's one of the cities in the uh, north of Italy that provides more services in terms of like uh mm-hmm airport transportation then we have all the big stores all the big names because like all the big names like fashion they're not in every single city like and verona is like one of the like three three cities maybe in the north that 
as all these big names as well. Uh, we have also big restaurants, also famous chains. So I never felt like excluded or like uh, being a really like remote place. And plus, I had the luck to start traveling a lot since I was a kid with my parents. So I was traveling to all over Europe, coming to the United States, especially California. So it was a way, it was a great way to grow up. But now that I'm uh, older, I got to say that every time I go back to my city, is like my happiest place. Uh, there's no place that make, makes me happier than uh, Verona, I would say. Yeah. And um, it was also nice to have a lot of my American friends through the last few years to come visit me there and appreciate the culture there, appreciate the city. And actually being really surprised because everybody thinks, oh, Verona is like one street. And then they come there and they're like shocked for how many things that you can do, how many like things you can see. Also last year, Karen and Lindsay, they came to visit me back in September and they, they loved it. Uh, we had such a great time and uh, hopefully they're gonna come back so I can show them more because like car was like sick for one day. So uh, we couldn't do as much as uh, we initially planned, but uh, it was great to have them. And um, you know, we had such a great time. There's no place like home, that's for sure. So yeah, how many, how many, times, <laughs> how many times a year are you going back there? Um, I would say, three times a year but in the summer i always try to to stay there longer so yeah. like let's like you know except for with the exception of 2021 i usually try to go for like seven eight weeks yeah. every summer so they go by really fast but I still like i try to enjoy every minute of it right, and so. uh and my girlfriend is obsessed as well she loves it can't, can't falter so in verona is it like other towns in italy where Midday, everyone shuts down for nap time. No, so here's the deal with Verona. And um, it's funny because uh, a lot of people noticed that. And also, like, my girlfriend noticed because, you know, we, we had the chance to go all over Italy. Verona is one of the cities that is always alive because okay. especially in the summer, it's, like, big. The opera is big. They come mm -hmm. from all over the world because we have the bigger, the third biggest arena in the world. Like, it's like the Colosseum. But it's the difference between the Colosseum and the arena is that they still like have plays, concert. We have all like the biggest singer in the world. We had Justin Bieber. We had like Alicia Keys, um, Elton John, Paul McCartney. They all performed there back in the in the in the last few years, and uh, so it's always alive. Uh, they, of course, there's some stores that they close for lunch break, but at the same time, you're never gonna see the. Um, the streets of the city empty and uh, there's a lot of going on people go for lunch you know there's bars and then there's stores open um, all day long until like evening time so I would say it's a pretty pretty much a live city uh, nightlife is not the best but I feel like uh, I always say that when you're past 30 years old and uh, I think it's a great place to be so how all the way out there do you get Denver Nuggets games <laughs> so it's funny um the first time that i got approached to my beloved denver nuggets was uh, back in 1999 uh i got a basketball hat from the denver nuggets for my birthday it was my eighth birthday and i got this hat it was like back into the make dice days and uh then denver wasn't a great team back then uh but i wasn't really following until the year that carmelo was drafted yeah it was pretty random. Like, you know, I start, it's not that like, oh, Carmelo, I knew about this guy, Carmelo Anthony, coming to the league. So I started like cheering for the Nuggets. It was just random, but it was like that summer. 
And from then, I never stopped watching them. Um, I think back in the days, I used to get games through Satellite, mm -hmm. like my dad. And uh, a lot of times growing up, I was like staying up late at night or like in the middle, waking up in the middle of the night to watch them. And that's what I do when I go back there in the winter. If I go there for like a couple of weeks, I still manage to wake up and watch their games. And um, I've been a fan since then. So I've been there since the good days of Mellow, going through the rebuilding phase and now enjoying this great moment that the this, team is like could be uh, year, living up Nikola to. Jokic. It could. Yeah, it could. If they stay healthy, I think they're playing great basketball. Like, of so, course, like a Andrea, long season. Nuggets go to the NBA Finals. Do you get to at least one of the games? I think I would. When they went back to the playoff, and it was my first year living in the United States, and they went to the playoff back in 2019, I flew there for uh, the semifinals to watch them against Portland. So I would probably do the same if they would ever make it to the finals. No matter how expensive it is, I got to do it once. So... You yeah. know, I I would do it. Yeah. Did you did you play basketball or any sports growing up? Uh, I actually started with basketball. I loved it, but uh, soccer was more popular, and I was quite a talented goalie, goalkeeper. I played like a pretty decent high level also for many years because you know it's not like here that you like you go to college and stuff. There you start like playing for the big teams when you're a kid. And so because of that, I prioritize uh, soccer. But I would say that basketball is my favorite sport for sure. All right. Too bad, I wish I did too bad Italy I, couldn't make the World Cup. This past oh, year. They've been so bad lately. The last 10 years have been... Oh, except the for the European, here, yeah, yeah, except for the European Cup, Cup that was like a, a miracle. No, I mean, they play great games. But last... 10 years like in terms of World Cup has been a disaster so yeah. whatever <laughs> so you go from your soccer days and then you go to University of Verona and you're getting a communications yeah. degree so what was your mindset going in there as like what I want to do for career-wise I wanted to become a broadcaster for an Italian TV like work in the news yeah. um I grew up like loving writing articles and you know like reports so in my mindset I was thinking to do something like that, maybe related to entertainment. And then, you know, I was ready to get a master and then get a, like um, two more years in journalism as a specialization. And, um, but my, my biggest wish since I was a kid was like going to the United States for a certain amount of time. I wanted to live there like six months at least or a year. So I was like, okay, let me try to see if there's a master there. In the meantime, I can improve my English. And as soon as I got there, I got scouted. Uh, and, you know, my life has changed. And uh, thank God I got that degree in communication, but I was ne never be able to go back and get those two more years in journalism, which one day might happen just for fun, just because I, I would like to do it. But um, I got scouted and, you know, everything has changed. I got a working visa. So I had the chance to stay three years in the United States. Then it became six years. And now it's been nine years and I have a green card, which in a few years, hopefully I can, uh, you know, make it become like a passport. Right. So a lot has changed. Um, and I'm always going to be grateful to the United States. I think, uh, you know, uh, I've been enjoying every day since I got here. 
but of course, like uh, in my mindset, I see myself growing a family, raising a family in Italy in a few years. Absolutely. Probably too much hustle and bustle over here in America for you, but it's just different. I I start appreciating a lot of things from the European culture that before I wasn't really seeing. And, you know, I it's funny because also my girlfriend that she hasn't been like she's only been going there for the last year, but she's been she realized that right away. So I just think it's two different places. And um, I know that the United States are always going to be there because I still want to come, you know, right. keep coming and, and everything. But probably I would see myself raising a family back in Italy. What was the biggest adjustment for you to becoming a model? Um, oh, that's a good question. I don't know if I ever got a... a... Would it be that you constantly had to have your shirt off or was that always a thing? Or at least how did you... How, I how mean, did you I, no, because, uh, because I was already doing uh, the shirtless guy at Abercrombie Beach in Milan. When okay, I was at the so, university. Yeah. So I was kind of used to that. That was a, like <laughs> a big change. Uh, I don't know. Mm. It all came natural for you? I th- I would say so. I would say so. It was a, like a big deal. Probably like dealing with a lot of people because I love dealing with a lot of people. And, you know, I used to do it at Abercrombie as well because, you know, you had to, you used to have all these people coming and go taking pictures and stuff. But like, it was more of like a game. And modeling was like kind of a game as well when I first started. It was just like a... I don't know. Uh, maybe, you know, interacting with everyone, you yeah. have the makeup artist, the stylist, you know, you, I don't know. Maybe what, that was the different things that I experienced, like start modeling. But other than that, it was pretty natural. So you go from modeling and then you're in a few big music videos, Jennifer Lopez, Taylor Swift. How did you get those opportunities? I mean, the Jailer video was basically my first job that I got when I signed with my modeling agency back in Miami. Uh, they sent me out in Hollywood, Florida for a casting, which was really weird because like you had to go 40 minutes away. There was a bunch of guys and they were making us going in a group of four and they were like, pretend to play tennis and pretend to dance. I'm terrible at tennis and I'm terrible at dance, but I'm good at making fun of myself because I don't care about making fun of myself. I think people could see that... Uh, in uh during summer hours as well so i was just like i pretended to play tennis i pretended to dance in my goofy way and the, my agent called me that afternoon said oh you got the job you're filming um next wednesday and uh then i was filming two days and uh it was a great experience also because i grew up like watching j-lo all our music videos so it was kind of like uh unbelievable to be on set with her interacting with her and uh, you know chatting and spend two days in their company and, and with her crew as well all right so tell me about taylor swift blank space i mean taylor swift uh i grew up i've been a fan a fan of taylor swift since uh, her early days back in 2006 when she wasn't even known in italy because taylor swift didn't get famous in italy until probably 2009 until like i would say uh, either Letters to Juliet, which had mm-hmm. a, a, famor, a famous love uh, love story song, or maybe Anna Montana's movie, because she was, she had a little part in it. So she wasn't famous back then. I was just really attracted because she she was like my kind of girl, like, you know, yeah. blonde, blue eyes. Uh, that was like my dream girl. 
<laughs> and uh, I kind of like her music. I mean, her first album was really country, and she seemed like the pretty girl next door. And that's mm-hmm. what I've always been looking for. I've always been looking for the girl next door. She had a kind of like a humble, like, uh, you know, she was she had a, something that I was attracted to. And uh, basically, my agent knew. And uh, when I first moved to New York, because before I was living between Miami and L.A. my first 10 months while I was in the United States, uh, the day that I got to New York, he made me receive a, a letter in my new apartment, which was saying, uh, you're going to play the next victim next to Taylor Swift and model and supermodel Sean O'Pry. And so I was really excited. I mean, it was a small part, but still like it got a lot of recognition. And um, it was a dream come true because I had the chance to to see Taylor Swift. I didn't interact with Taylor Swift as much as I did with uh, J-Lo and um, in the, after a few months with Madonna, but still was like a great experience here or there, like being on set with her was like a dream come true. I wish I was less shy because maybe if I was less shy, I could have made some conversation. I was All like right. a little bit shy back then. <laughs> yeah, and you could have been contacting her now and say, hey, <laughs> uh, you know, your tickets, they sold out immediately. I want to meet my girlfriend. I want to go to see you. you I'm at Life Stadium in New Jersey. Help me out here. But it's, too it's okay. But it's still, it will always be uh, one of my favorite memories. Oh, absolutely. So tell me if the rumors were true that you and Madonna potentially dated at some point. No, we never dated. We We met, you know, she posted me out of the blue. Uh, we we kept the friendship for many years i would say for over four years like we text back and forth i, I saw her a few times but like always like in a mm-hmm. i would say in a in a group situation and um really sweet she always like uh give me really good her life advices i have great memories like if you ask me about madonna but we never did like there was never like that involvement uh it was just like uh a good friendship that came out of the blue and we kind of lost track of each other the last few years since COVID. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, she started dating people and stuff. So we, but uh, those few years, I will always remember her like, uh, like giving me good life advices, chatting. So how'd you do it? We met because after that post that she made out of the blue and she tagged me and she started following me because she followed me for a while. They're not following me, <laughs> but she, um, I don't remember if I reached out to her in her DMs or she did, but I was just like, I think it was like appreciating about the picture. It was all related to the picture. And then she asked me for an email and a couple of weeks after, um, I got invited to be part of her music video, uh, Bitch on Madonna, which you can barely see me. You see me more in the behind the scene video than in the actual video. But it was fun because we filmed for like 11 hours, 12 hours. So we ain't got all, all that night. And, you know, we're like joking around, having fun. It was like a good memory. And then I, I saw her out a few times, uh, but we always kept in touch by text until, as I said, like around the pandemic. Yeah. All right. So how did you then get into reality TV? You first appeared on The Circle in the United Kingdom, uh, which <laughs> seems a little weird because you're in America, you're Italian. And then after that, it made more sense that you end up on Grande Fatale. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, that made much more sense. Basically, it was random, the, the circle, because I got um, somebody DM me, uh, one of the casting producers for the circle, the Netflix one, the US one, because it would, they were about to record the first season of the circle US. They just came out of a successful season in the UK. And uh, Netflix bought it for Brazil, for U U for the U.S. and for French. Uh, so I cast it. I went all the way until the end to cast for the U.S. version, and I was really excited. I think I would have been a great fit for that, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, and then last minute, right before they wrapped uh, the final cast, they called me. They were like, "I'm sorry, but we think we're gonna pass." You know, I was like, "Okay," I wasn't like. I'm, I'm always being used to do it on, like, create big expectation in my head because I always, like, try to keep my feet on the ground, you know, take a slow pace, you know, one step at a time. That's what my parents always taught me. And, you know, so I was not disappointed, but, you know, like, okay, it's okay. There's been going to be something else. It's funny because in before that, I got for many years from Italy, the U.S., everywhere, uh, asked for dating shows. But mm -hmm. I never wanted to do a dating show. Even if I was like kind of a playboy back in my days, I never wanted to do to do like uh, dating shows. I just didn't. It was too, you know, you only uh, that's the goal. I like to have some freedom. You know, that's why I decided to do all the other shows that I ended up doing. So I kind of liked the concept of the circle. But then a few days after, the same casting producer called me and was like, well, the UK is really interested in having you on their second season. So, okay, I'll talk to them. I went through, I don't know, a couple of interviews and they were like, okay, we want you on, uh, on the Circle season two in the UK. I went to London, I did the promos and stuff. And then I ended up doing, it wasn't my best experience, but it was good because I broke the ice with the TV. Because then I also went to the studio to talk to the host. I forgot her name, but she's really popular in the in the UK. And uh, so it was a good way to lose my TV virginity, if you want to call it that way. And uh, a few months after, the celebrity brother in Italy called me. Uh, it's funny because they were talking to me at the same time I was talking to the circle. So I know that could have been a, an option as well. And they were like, we want you for the next season. And then I ended up going and I was there from day one to the last day. And, you know, I had a blast great memories uh it was during the pandemic but at the same time like it was a great experience um the the audience got really attached to me and uh then when i came out even if it was like during the lockdown i had the chance to interact with a lot of them uh going uh guests in a few other shows so it was like a great experience and then uh would you ever consider doing big brother regular united states version mm probably i could because it's a short it's a shorter show i think and now if somebody talked to me about it but i think they were talking about uh the celebrity person okay. i don't know but like uh i got mentioned before i think i would do it because uh i think it's also like they asked me back in in italy but in italy now it's like six months long and i can't afford to do that it's too long yeah u.s it's like u.s is like three months yeah, already three months, but three months could be a decent compromise because I think the celebrity be very one month. month. Yeah, one month. Yeah, so I could consider that, but in Italy I can't do it like six Half months. Half a year like, is uh, crazy. Yeah, plus you know if you have a relationship, you you also gotta be respectful towards your partner. 
and you know go away for six months like crazy like and you can even have any communication with the outside world so it would be too much but maybe three months could be still a a good deal you know a good compromise were you ever contacted for a show that's gone very international the last few years the challenge no i had some ties with somebody from the challenge i'm not gonna say anything because i gotta be respectful mm -hmm. but somebody that was like pretty i, have, I mean i have one of a good friend of mine Corey ward that's a good friend yeah. of mine but then i also had ties to other people from the child challenge which i'm not gonna mention uh during that time we were talking about like maybe doing it but i never like uh this person she she were like mentioning like uh, a few of like the things the physical challenges that you got to do and like so i was like i don't know if i could do it mm -hmm. probably now i i would consider like i feel like i'm in a better like place also mentally like i don't know more like i'm i would say less uh i would just go with the flow and have fun but uh, so I talk about it, but I never got contact by the production. Gotcha. All right. So how yeah. did you end up getting contacted for Winter House? So it was a good timing because there was um, two of my castmates on Winter House were good friends of mine for many years. So and the, the funniest part of all of that, that one of the people that was also doing the interviews like to make sure because i got like invited by them but he was also uh, a guy that i was friend with for many years so it was the perfect scenario and you know i ended up going and then i um got really close to kyle to everybody else and they were like kyle was like i want you to to come on summer out as well and uh then he invited me and uh, i went on summer out as well all right so which which kind of experience do you like but do you like just being in one place for like two weeks straight or did you like you know going on the weekends and how bad was that traffic every friday going to dance oh my gosh yes so i feel like i enjoy more to do like all together two three weeks that's it mm -hmm. uh also because the summer is kind of holy for me because i just want to go back to italy right. when i see my friends so that summer there was great on one end, on the other end, it was like, you know, mentally exhausting because I was going through a lot of things, you know, I was like going through a lot of confusion in my love life, you know, the paid triangle, then, you know, the fact that a few months before I met this girl that I was like really into it. And, you know, like, I was like, maybe I should have fought more when she decided to end up things with me. There was a lot going on. My family wasn't there, which, you know, mm -hmm. at least I'm really close to my family, my parents, I'm only a child and I grew up really close to them. So even if I know that if the borders were open, they would have flew to to America. So that would have made me already feel better. So I feel like probably I'm more of a kind uh, that person that would do more like two three weeks. But I definitely enjoy the summer. The summertime is even if it was like I wish I was in Italy, but the summertime is more my my time. You know, like I'm more of like uh, I like the hot weather more yeah. than the cold. You always, so, you always look like you're having a good time behind the DJ booth. And other than oh, when I you got know. kicked in the face, it always seemed like yes. you were enjoying your parties. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was shocking, honestly. Sometimes I still think about it. I mean, like, it's a pretty shocking episode that happened to me. But um, at the same time, other than that, I had a great time. The parties were great. 
I truly enjoy the company of each one of my friends, castmates. And production was great. Filming, I got to say, is so much fun. Mm-hmm. The worst part about those reality, in my opinion, is the editing. Because mm-hmm. the editing can really switch things around. Not completely. Because, for example, I wasn't really happy about my editing on Winter House. But I really, I said certain things. So I take full responsibility to say those things. Of course, they, I feel like they were over edited in the way that they, they put them together. But, you know, I said those things. So I'm responsible for saying those things. But when you film it, it's so much fun. The filming of both Winter House and Summer House, like, uh, I will always have great memories of it because it's like, uh, I enjoy every second. Even if I was going through like mental, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> you know, like inside issues with my love life and stuff. So this season that's airing now, you make a cameo, right? You come for as little guest spots. How is, was, how is that different compared to being a So I'll be there. I don't know how many episodes, but I'll, I'll be there a couple of times, you know? Yeah. Uh, I got to say first time, which I think it should be coming in like maybe three, four weeks. It was easy. I felt like I never left. Mm-hmm. because it was also like their start of the season so it was really easy for me i felt comfortable you know like it's my home you know right. when i went back a few weeks after for the first time because i'm usually i can accustom to situation really easily and you know my girlfriend came along too uh there was a little bit of heat in the house because also the difference between my first weekend and the second time i went there uh was all the turmoil between danielle and lindsay which mm-hmm. is something that i didn't expect so right. walking into the house with so much going on after not being there for a few weeks it was challenging for the first time i still managed to be myself enjoy but you know, I didn't know a lot of things that happened. So getting certain conversation wasn't as easy as it would have been if I would have been there full time. That's like something that I'm telling you behind the scene that I felt that nobody even knew that I felt that way. But it was definitely like more challenging being there after a few weeks of not being there. Instead, my first time when I was at the house last summer, it was great. You know, I had mm-hmm. an amazing time. I don't know how the editing is going to be, but you're going to see it was like such a fun weekend. So... So I, it was good. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get you, get you in trouble here though, but the rumors are the next winter house is going to be in Colorado. So to me, in my head, right by your nuggets, you know, perfect. Any chance you pop up there winter house? No, as for right now, no, uh, they're still deciding to cast. Um, it would make sense for me to stop there because I would make that stop at the Pepsi center and then go on the way to Colorado. I don't think I'm going to pop up at the house. There's going to be big changes. I don't know details, but I know this this season there's going to be big changes in terms of cast and like a lot of things. Also, I don't know the location. Mm-hmm. So, um, so and they're going to start like next month. So do you feel that, because obviously last summer it was a personal choice not to be on the show. Do you feel like with that type, with those two shows that it's like, if you want to do them, they'd find a spot for you or is it kind of up to production? Maybe now it's like kind of production because also like... The storyline well, will be different for you, right? Because you're, you're in a relationship. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's the thing that 
I feel like is misunderstood. I never felt like, oh, all I can bring is hooking up with girls and be a, and be the hot guy if you consider me a hot guy. And I think that's kind of like, it's kind of offensive. Mm-hmm. This is between you and I. I never said that out loud. It's the first time I'm opening up about that. Steamy is just like, oh, the hot guy and the guy gotta is there because you get a couple with somebody. I think it's kind of disrespectful. I think I can bring much more. I can bring fun. I can bring like a light breeze. And of course, maybe I'm not a fighter. It's hard for me to get in a fight or like, yeah. but who knows? I never found myself in that situation. I think I would handle differently than a lot of my friends, but who knows? It's just like, um, I don't know. I, the doors definitely open for the summer. I wouldn't mind considering like going back like more often, like even full time. But I just want like people to understand that, you know, people like the audience, like people, you know, that work yeah. on it, that you're not just like, there's more yes, to correct, correct. Because I just think a lot of people don't realize that, but it becomes frustrating just to be like a piece of meat. Like, you know what I mean? The high candy. I I love compliments. It really makes me happy. But the compliments that makes me the happiest is when people, like, uh, describe my personality, appreciate me for the way that I am as a, as a person, as a, as a character, and not just based on my looks. Absolutely. And that's also was one of the reasons why I wanted to do reality TV it was more like uh, just to show more of my personality because, you know, modeling, you get more of your looks, but I, and that's why I never wanted to do dating shows because you got to just do that. I, I like these kind of shows like celebrity brother at the end of the day. I mean, it's a contest, but you're in a house and mm-hmm. you you're under surveillance for 24 seven. So you can be yourself, the circle, you can be yourself. Summer house and winter house, you can be even more of yourself. So that's why I was telling you that filming is so much fun because, you know, you're just free to do whatever you want. So I will, I like that. I like to have that feedback and I like to enjoy, like be myself. And if I'm in a relationship, that's me, you know, it's me. I'm happy in a relationship. So, you know, I think I can bring other things on the table, but you know, let's see what is going to happen. The door is definitely open. At the same time, you know, life goes on. I'm busy on my hand doing other things. So, but this summer I would consider more than last summer. All right. So that's interesting that you said that. So two weeks ago, we had Carl Radke on the podcast. Okay. Ask me. Which so I'm looking was... forward to see next week. I love Carl. You're going to say I'm, I'm a big fan of Carl and Lindsay. I got to say, you yeah, know, I know that they're going through a lot of turmoil, but I love them. And I love them together because, uh, you know, a lot of people might not see that, but they're really into each other. And I think they found themselves at the perfect uh, time of life. So that's why I was really happy for them. And I'm happy for them, like going to become like a, an item for their, the rest of their life. Sure. So I, I asked him, I said, you know, who would you like to see? Now he's been on every season return as a full-time cast member. And he said, you and Luke, and you've only been gone for one season as full-time cast members. So that's a true testament to how much they liked you on the show, which is great. And he also said that the big wedding is going to be this fall, November, Destination Wedding. Yes. You're getting an invite. You're going to be there? 
Yeah, of course. We we spoke about it last week during the premiere, and of course, I mean, uh, I I want to be there no matter what. I'm really happy for them. Um, it's funny because uh, I only met one Carl, and the Carl that I met is a great guy because mm-hmm. I never had the. I was kind of afraid going to the summer house because I heard so many stories about Carl. I told him I told him straight up, like after a few months after we became friends, and the Carl that I met is like a great guy. We did so many things together, like we had some some fun uh, memories. And, you know, the fact that also he came to Italy with Lindsay, it was beautiful. And um, so I love Car, And I also love the way that my relationship with Lindsay evolved. Because I would say that Lindsay was like, we became friends, but like during the winter hours, like it was like really quick and we didn't have the chance to get to know each other. Plus, you know, it was a lot of drinking involved less on my end but like in general in the house so i didn't have the chance to appreciate more Lindsay, and then also i had the chance to hang out with Lindsay during the time she got sober uh when um, she started in car and i started really appreciating the way she was so we got really close in the summer prior and that was already good like we became really good friends but then also after when she got with car and see her like sober and had the chance to like spend quality time with her it was like, um, I'm glad that it happened because our relationship and friendship evolved a lot. And uh, I, I'm happy for her and I'm happy for them. Yeah, it seems like a great scenario for, for everybody involved. And it's nice yeah. to see in a fold. And he was on, like he was very excited. So very happy for him. And, and I love Luke, of course. And Luke is another underrated person, you know. I know sometimes people point the finger at Luke, but Luke is a great guy. You got to understand sometimes where it's coming, like, you know, his situation in certain, in certain um, scenarios, but he's a great guy. And uh, he's family oriented. He's a guy that you can have fun. Or, you know, it's, uh, I love Luke. So Luke had a good, good words about Luke. Luke had a great time at BravoCon. How about you? How'd you enjoy that? I lo- oh my gosh. I would do a BravoCon for the next 10 years. I loved it. For me, just like going, uh, meeting people i enjoy i enjoy every moment like uh i was trying to be on in the middle of the crowd as much as i could because i just love to talk like interact i it was so nice it was all about them you know for me it was like i tried to stay there as many hours as i could i was there for about seven eight hours per day because for me it was all about like the people that actually pay a ticket to come there. It was all about giving back. It was like the best time. I, I enjoy every moment of BravoCon and I would do it again if I have the chance. So was there any uh, stars from other shows that you met that you maybe forged a friendship with afterwards? I mean, I really enjoy the Family Karma people. Okay. Uh, all of them. I don't watch the show. I know I think now they're going through some, uh, there's been some fights between some of them uh but so i and i'm not a i don't know because i don't watch the show but they are great people really enjoy it. i just went to miami and got with them but at the same time i kept in touch with brian so i they were a great surprise um then people from Souter charm of course uh they were fun as well and um and I didn't interact as much but i had a great time also with uh, a lot of the guys uh, uh from below deck Okay. So um, overall, it was a great experience. I didn't really interact with many housewives. I didn't have that chance. 
Um, the few that I've seen, they were super nice, actually, because um, who is a um, what's in? I forgot Evan, uh, the wife of Evan uh, Goldschneider. Oh, Jackie, New Jersey. Jackie, they're they're huge Never Nuggets fan. Ah, so we they approached me and then we started talking basketball about their kids. So we had such a fun conversation and um, I enjoy like the time with them. Then uh, Alexia Nepola. Miami, right? Miami. Yes. Because, uh, you know, I went against uh, her husband during the um, Tujaji March Madness of last year. So she was really sweet to interact. And then Lisa, which I think we know, I mean, we think we know each other for many years, but we didn't see each other for many years because I used to go to parties at her house in Miami back in the days. And uh, Lisa from Miami. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was, uh, it was great. Great time. Uh, it went by really fast. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoy every person that I met. So where would you say you're more recognized by fans in America or back home in Italy? So after the Celebrity Big Brother in Italy, I was getting stopped uh, a lot because even if it was COVID, then, you know, they, we had a, after I left the house, I had one more month of lockdown that the summer was great. We had three months that you could travel, do whatever you want and inside the country. So I was getting stopped a lot. I have people like following me. Uh, now it doesn't happen. I mean, there's people recognizing me. A, a lot of people, sometimes they DM you. They see you. They don't tell you anything that they DM you. Uh, right, it's, right now, I get more recognition in America. You know, there is uh, what you walk sometimes through the streets of New York and people like chase you. But in a good way, I, I enjoy it. Like, you know, hey, Andrea. A lot of times my girlfriend, which is most of the time with me, she's like, is, is he a friend? Do you know? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> because I'm really like, hey, what's up? You know, I like I act like I know them. She gets really confused by it. Uh, so I would say New York. I would say the United States because also like I was in Hawaii. I was at Disneyland, Miami. It happens in the weirdest spots like Texas. Like I was in a, in a hotel lobby and I got a pro like in the weirdest spots. Like one time I got chased down in, uh, in Hawaii on the beach. Wow. Uh, by two girls but it was really funny. I was like, oh my gosh, we couldn't believe it was you. Can we take a wow. picture? And I really enjoyed it. Um, I, sometimes I would stay, even that, I would stay hours, like, interact with, uh, with people that follow me. It's just, like, I enjoy it. It's, like, it's nice to interact, and, yeah, uh, I like to be friendly and uh, get to know people. So you got to do it. So how have you been able to leverage your social media following you've gained throughout the years? And in which part of your life journey do you think your following grew the most? Was it with modeling? Was it music videos? Or was it with a specific reality it, show? No, I would say uh, the best time for me on social media was like when it first started. The first few years were great. I was also much more active. I'm not really active right now. It's just like sometimes it's like overwhelming. Yeah. People underestimate social media, but like it's become an actual job. It was much easier back then because you, you still were working through social media, but it was more easygoing. Right. So I would say more in the last few years, but then at the same time, you're following a refresh because I noticed that. I was like, you know, you lose a lot of older, like I, sometimes I did it. I'm honest, like I'm just, we're having a conversation, but like I went through some old of my, some of my old pictures and you on the, you see on the, you click on the comments, there's some people that still follows you, but there's other people that they don't follow you anymore. At the same time, you know, I did TV, so I got gained followers from the TV shows that I make. So I would say that, you know, 
the the following kind of refresh but the best years i would say were my first few years and it's funny because i found a lot of uh, people that now are famous like there was like some uh, i don't even know the names what i was showing to my girlfriend like some uh, uh famous upcoming actors the actresses that were following me when they were like teenagers or like uh, there was this guy in Turkey that now is massive. I don't know, it's 20 million followers, like one of the most famous people wow. in Turkey. And like, uh, and back then you didn't even see because first of all, there was no the blue check as, as you have it now. And uh, so you wouldn't even see who these people were. And um, and now like it's, it's changed. I would say that also the social media world has changed so much since the day that I started to now. Uh, it's much more challenging now. It's less fun because back then it, I got to say it was fun. Mm-hmm. And it was like a hobby, which was great. And now, of course, I mean, you got to do that, but they made it really competitive. And uh, it's not that I don't like competition. I just like like to live my life. I'm busy on other things. So I give priority to other stuff rather than social media, even though when I post and I have fans commenting my picture, I always try to to answer everybody when they DM me asking me questions like tips I always like try to answer everyone because you know I like to be there for them but like I don't feel that pressure of posting every day as I used to feel a few years ago which was more fun because you're like it was like okay whatever I post now you gotta have like the right content because you know the algorithm all that stuff yeah it's kind of getting to your head so I rather like you know focus on other stuff that I think uh, deserve much more of my attention yeah, so I've worked in video production and social media for many years, managing people's pages. So I know it's a full-time job. So yeah, it is crazy stuff. It's really, it's really underrated because a lot of people are like complaining about oh, the influencer, but there's a lot of work behind, especially nowadays, more than ever. Even yeah. if I liked when more when it was natural, just because uh, you could still do good content, but it was like you got, you didn't have to fight against an algorithm. Because right. you were getting the satisfaction. Okay, I post good content. People are appreciated. Now they don't even show it to to them. You know. <laughs> so I'm sure I'm sure you get approached all the time. Like, hey, can we do this sponsored post or whatever? Are there are there yeah. are there times where you turn them down because you're just like, I don't believe in this product or something like that? I did uh, turn a lot of uh, clients down back in the days. Uh, now I would say uh, it also changed on that because before you were literally getting everybody. Mm-hmm. Now you work with specific clients and I have a, have a manager that kind of like helps me out with it. And so it's more like uh, you always like check with me. But most of the time, I'm happy with the people that approach to do collaboration together. But back in the days, I used to turn down a lot because it was like a lot of there was a lot of CBDs that I wasn't really like I didn't want to do certain things. Yeah, I didn't want to do certain alcoholic brands. It was different. And uh, also the world wasn't as open-minded as it is now, you know. Still to this day, I feel like if I would post CBD, my Italian followers, they would like, Absolutely. you know, yeah, you gotta make a face. Yeah. yeah, so, and I, I, I ended up doing it last year, but it was a different CBD. It was like creams. It wasn't like uh, peels or anything. Right. I don't even know. So I still try to pick stuff but i would say that i turned down less because also like uh, i have somebody that filtered those stuff for me yeah. so he knows what i like to to work with the clients that i like to work with nice so on all these reality shows we always see you working out 
So how difficult is it to exercise or maintain diet in those scenarios? And what's your typical workout routine, eating routine when you're not filming a TV show? I mean, you can ask everybody that uh, filmed with me a show. I mean, except for the circle, which I was by myself. They are shocked for the way I eat and what I eat. Uh, I got to say the last year, I would say my diet is changing. My metabolism is changing. So for the first time ever, I'm paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. I'm still like yesterday, I like a chocolate cake with ice cream. So I still have cheat meals. I still eat pizza, pasta. But at the same time, I'm giving more attention. So when I was filming, it was like, you know, you work out five days, you go filming for two. So whatever, just have fun with it. I've never been somebody that like, oh yeah. my gosh, you know, um but now during the week or when i don't eat at the restaurant i try to pace myself and balance myself i would say that it is all about balance like in life you always gotta i mean the day you can cheat but the day after you know okay today maybe i'm gonna avoid certain kind of food so it's all about balance and also about being constant with working out you know this the end of the day i've been working out for like 12 years now and all i i always try to do four or five times a week no matter what so it's all about the routine and you know keep uh, keep doing it. and i don't even put too much effort because i'm used to it so i just it's automatic and but it's not that i'm like oh sweating or like screaming when i'm at the gym i just do my my exercises and then i leave and i i feel better with myself uh i think it's a great way to feel good with yourself uh my girlfriend never worked out in her life until this last year and she actually really enjoys it and she's grateful for it she doesn't go hardcore i don't tell her what to do she just do her stuff but then you know she got out of the gym and she feels good so i, I think it helps your mindset for sure so how, how did your girlfriend adjust to being on camera when you did the the few episodes with her summer house uh i mean she, it's funny because she did a show before me because she did the project runway ah. on bravo yeah so she did i mean it was different because she didn't have to speak and but she also went on watch what happened live and be a bartender with me yeah. uh, during one of andy's uh show oh she adjusted it was easy for her i mean she's a it's funny because I think she would actually be good on camera hmm. because she's a great person, you know, uh, but she can get sassy sometimes. So, you know, I could see her having, getting some discussion with, with some people once in a while, especially, you know, girls, they always have a lot of drama going on, but uh, she was really supportive. She's really supportive. She always like um, enjoy like being with me, following me up on, with my work. So um, I try to be supportive and follow her about her work because she she's an interior designer and I love interior designer. I love interior design, so I enjoy like listening to her, see what she works on. Uh, I would say we we're both really supportive of each other. Nice. So I don't say she had to adjust, but she just embraced it. She, you know, I was like, let's do it. It's fine. You know, I'm happy to do it for you. You know. All right. Not that I was like pointing a gun her. It's like, you gotta, you gotta do that. It was just like natural. I would never put her in a situation where she didn't feel comfortable. Right. That's the way you gotta yeah. do it. So in your life or your career, what would you say is your, you know, I'm right moment. So even by that, is it time or place where you wanted to do something or pursue something? You ask somebody for advice. They're like, Andrea, don't do that. That's a bad idea. And you said, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. And ultimately I'll show you why it is that I'm right. 
I mean, you made it really strong. I would say I never had such a strong moment like like that. But I remember my mom uh, was kind of scared for me doing the Celebrity Big Brother. And she was like the first one. First of all, she got moved to tears a lot. If you told me during the uh, almost 100 days that I was there. And uh, she also said, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know. I I mean, she knew that I was a good person, but she's like, she discovered even a, a deeper side of me that she wouldn't expect it. Um, I just I just usually try to do when I do something. That's why I was saying that a lot of people wouldn't decline as much things as I declined in the past. Also talking about like uh, not just clients like social media, but also like TV shows, because I'm telling you, I got to proposed for many, many mm-hmm. dating shows, which a lot of people would say, okay, screw that. I'm going to go do it. And, you know, I'm getting paid or whatever. Right. Uh, with me, I'm always being, because also you get the fame, all that stupid stuff that, you know, some people are like, love. With me, it's always been feeling comfortable with. From my days in school to my days in reality TV. Okay, I like this reality TV show. I'm going to do it. I like this subject. I'm going to give my best. I'm going to go there to get the highest score uh, because I, I enjoy doing it. Uh, I love this sport. I'm going to try my best. Um, also in love, you know, sometimes I wasn't really falling on in a relationship because maybe I realized that, it, I don't know, there was some limitation. And then instead, right. if I care about somebody, also in friendship, I go full on. Like I, I'm all there for the people that I love. And um, basically everything I I love and I enjoy, I go and I, I do it. And also that's why when the celebrity brought it, I told mom, don't worry. I I know I can do well. And then uh, actually it went better than I expected. But like, it was nice that, you know, you got that, uh, that people get attached to you for the way you are, you know, for like what you show them, like that you have a heart, that you are like, sensitive you know it's nice to to see that and my mom was like uh i proved her wrong and uh, you know she she was happy about that absolutely all right so andrea i really appreciate your time what we always do here is i give the guests the last word so is there anything you'd like to share or promote go right ahead the floor is yours i mean promote sounds bad <laughs> But, you know, you can also check me out, you know, my brand, my Son of Wind brand for clothing. And I'm coming out with uh, my tequila with a group of friends. The this clothing is just like me and one of my closest friends from back uh, back home. And uh, the tequila is like a group of friends, so like uh, six of us. But we're coming out with a Costa tequila soon. <laughs> Other than that, I got to say, Nick, thank you so much because I really enjoyed this chat. I don't even know how much we chatted, but it felt like uh, it went by really fast. I love every topic that you brought up. And uh, I think I opened up on certain things that I never said before. And I appreciate it. Like, I felt really comfortable. And um, thank you so much for, um, you know, chatting with me and having uh, this great, I don't know, 45 minutes hour together. It was great. It's been great. And, you know, you got that tequila company coming out. So that means we'll definitely see you this summer filming summer house to bring that tequila around to promote that the masses i i mean listen as kyle said recently yeah. in an interview the show might be really helpful for certain ventures 
at the same time, you know, sometimes you got to risk it. And uh, even if there's no show involved, I, I think it, it was still going to be challenging and fun. You always learn. Even if you do a mistake, it's always good to learn. So no matter if I'm summarized or no, I'll, I'll keep going on with the tequila. If it's going to do well, good, because we're trying to do the best product that somebody can experience in, te- in terms of tequila. If it's not going to be appreciated, you just like uh, learn and, uh, and move on and take the bad experience for a life lesson and uh, try to not make mistakes in the future. All so right. it's all good. <laughs> good. All right, Andrea, this has been a blast. I appreciate your time. You and I have to sync up, get some Italian food when you're back in New York City. Absolutely. Uh, some good stuff. I'm there. more than happy to do that. All right. Sounds good. All right. So that's going to do it here for this episode of You Know I'm Right for our very special guest, Andrea Denver. I'm Nick Durst, and this has been You Know I'm Right. Mm-hmm.